Out of Body Experiences podcast. I'm Alicia Figarelli. I'm one of your hosts, joined by Tom Greco of Greco Publishing and Eddie Day of Collision Restoration. Welcome, guys. This episode is sponsored by Fairfield Auto Service. Go to fairfieldautoservicenj.com for all of your repair needs, quality repair in Fairfield, New Jersey, for EV repair, diagnostics, everything you need and more. Call 973-575-9573 or visit fairfieldautoservicenj.com. Now, Eddie, what were we talking about before? Yeah, phases, phases. You know, like I was just sitting here, right? And there's, you know, we've grown, you know, and uh, I don't want to be boastful like some of the people in this industry. So I'd, I'd say we've grown, right? And I remember the first time that, when I started this a thousand years ago, somebody gave me credit, like they could ship materials to me. And I had somebody trusted me with it. You know what I mean? That was so important. And it, I think it was, I think it was Maddie from Muller Brothers, which one of the nicest guys you ever meet in the industry. Great, great, solid industry guy. I love him. He's still, he's still around. And, uh, but then like the first time I went to a wedding and my hands weren't all cracked and, you know, is when I started getting out of the office, Right. Like the, the phases are, it's, it's interesting. And some guys didn't experience that. Some guys are college boys and that got their dad's shop, you know, that they were lucky enough to have a good relationship with their father and they built their business from there. And usually they take their father's business out of the dark ages. So I can't, that's their phase, you know, but me was just not being, you know, not being worn out and dirty and tired. And, you know, like, so, and then the office evolved into, me writing estimates and a guy, you know, helping us out. And then all of a sudden people writing estimates for you and then you're scrubbing and then you go from scrubbing to going, let me just oversee and make this better. Let me see. So you stop working in your business to work on your business. So those phases are really like the most important part of my growth was remembering those phases and not let my ego get in the way. Like we always talk about, don't let your ego get in the way of your growth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys do, you know, Lee Vetland, God rest his soul, my, my friend Lee Vetland would call him I man. I did this, I did that, I did this. And there's no room for anybody in anybody's business, number one. Number two, that's probably the guy that likes lots of yes men around him just to kiss his ass, you know? And what the f do you get from yes men? You get answers that are false. You get bullshit answers. No one's correcting problems because they're just there to kiss your ass. Don't tell me what's makes me make me feel good. Tell me what's wrong, you know. And that's the way I've always run this place. As it worked, as it's you know, as it's ups and downs. You're too good to people sometimes. But I men, I have no place in my life for a friend, or a business acquaintance, or an industry leader that's an I man. This is not about you, okay? It's not about you, not about me. It's about acting under a bigger tent, you know? And that's that's an important lesson is to realize that everybody is included in this business. The smaller shop, not the bad guy, not the thief. Smaller shop, all the way up to the 30, 40,000 square feet. I used to call Glen Shop Hollywood, even Hollywood, because <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's Hollywood, you know? So um, that's a rich whoever named it. Glen Shop was Hollywood. Don't let your ego get in the way of your business because it's going to. Don't let it, it's going to stunt your growth. It's going to stunt your growth. I was going to say on the opposite end of that spectrum, you can't be stagnant either because 
you're talking about going to a wedding with dirt under your nails. Yeah. He's so humble. That's what I love about him the most. <laughs> I did it on purpose. My daughter, <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter threw a shot at me one for Christmas time. She goes, yeah, dad. Okay. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. You go. <laughs> so I have one that says like father, like daughter. Oh crap. Because <laughs> we're both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time my daughter comes out with something, I'll go, she do she goes look in the mirror mm -hmm. that's where it came from look at my mother mirror. calls us clones and it's not a compliment <laughs> do they do gentle parenting do you know what that is uh no no well i i think we were we were firm enough where she's very extremely independent mm -hmm. but i mean i was raised hard no i know i'm saying your generation do you know what gentle parenting is have you heard about that no Ugh, you'll throw up. Gentle parenting is where you're supposed to be like, now, honey, we know that we're not supposed to do this, so we're going to think about our actions next time instead of, yeah. <laughs> that's how we learned, <laughs> even my generation. But that's the thing now. You know what? Uh, something's gone. Look, we know that, that we've raised the last two or three generations are softer. There's no doubt. They've never had any real hardship. Even the hardship for our grandparents wasn't passed down to them. It wasn't. I grew up with people from the Depression, right? My every uncle went into a war. They were 18, 19, 20 years old. They were hardened before that war happened. It was the perfect generation. Immigrants, grandchildren, or children out of a Depression. And if I'm a paratrooper, I make another 50 bucks. <laughs> Jump out of a plane right grandfather. right what's that my grandfather was a paratrooper until he crashed into a tree he, yeah. he jumped out of a plane and landed in a tree and cracked his skull and happened, happened a lot guys yep. get what they got shot and they were shot i'm just saying we had a tough generation of guys we don't have that anymore we got soft and soft scares me because soft is vulnerable don't be you know soft is vulnerable that's all there is to it you know so so what I was saying before, when you were talking about showing up at a wedding with dirt under your fingernails, and you've evolved from that because you're that's like not saying that in a in a bougie way, but that's what I mean. You've evolved. You, yeah. you're, you know. I have no problem. I have no problem wrenching if I had to. I have no problem at all. Yeah, but, of course. But there's plenty of guys who their day to day, they're still they're in their sixties and yeah. they're still yeah. there because and they. And I admire every single one of them. This is not about that. I just, I knew my health wasn't holding out. Mm -hmm. I knew I had a spinal fusion as a kid. I know, like I, I had to evolve. Some yeah. guys are healthy. I have a 65 year old guy that is a better body man than I ever was right now. My my guy, Jersey, he's a beast. You know, he's six, he'll be 66. He's going to retire this year from us. He's going to collect his social guy. I love him. And he's with us for a thousand years. And one of the, I, I don't understand how he can still do it. I can't do it. My health wasn't holding out, but he can still do it. So I'm not, this is not denigrating anybody's, I guess. Everybody's different. Yeah. That, but I, different. I, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. You know? So Ed, I've been hearing that the, the insurance companies are looking to raise their rates. That's the rumor. That's the rumor is the rumor is on the inside. So I've heard that they're bleeding money in the, in the collision side is bleeding money. And, you know, you could only think 
that, you know, we have had rate increases and, and there's a lot of certified vehicles on the road. The manufacturers are starting to protect the consumer. They're starting to protect their products, right? It changes the resale value also. You have to understand if the car is fixing it in, in, a, in a certified process, right? In certified shop, that most likely the resale of that vehicle will probably be slightly, an accident's an accident. So it always hurts the car. But I think those rates, the insurance companies are starting to feel it. You know, even some of the carriers that we don't like dealing with have raised their rates, doubled some of their rates on on some of the, you know, Porsche and, and Land Rover, blah, 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 Maserati, all that stuff. So, you know, if, even Tesla, they've, they've doubled their rates. So what I've heard is that they're looking to raise the rates to $150 per hour for body, $140 for frame, $125 for paint because of all the new EVs and electronics and everything like that. Right. If they do that, aren't we as meaning someone like Alicia or I, aren't we the ones that are going to end up paying for that? I mean, it's great. It's, it sounds great for the body industry. Obviously, you, you know, you guys are going to be paid what you're worth, but somebody's going to be paying for that. Isn't that going to be the consumer? Yeah, inevitably. Yeah. Well, not only are we going to pay for it, but all our families pay car insurance. Uh, you know, it's, 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 again, profiting from it, right, is different. I understand what you're saying. You're not going to profit from it in any sense of the word. But even the shops have kids, seven, 18 year old kids with $7,000 a year car payments, uh, insurance payments. So I can't say it's, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's going to hurt all the, the, the whole state is going to hurt. I, I just, I... but ultimately, it, again, it's all, it's all perception, whether it, it hurts everybody or not. It is ultimately, sure. ultimately, when somebody says, well, why do these rates, why are our rates going up ridiculously? They're going to say, oh, well, these body shops are charging us all this money. Right. Is that how you guys become the villains? And now, didn't we didn't didn't one of the last insurance commissioners about remember about 10 years ago said it's not the collision repair industry. You know who it is? It's this guy. This is Sokolov, Sokolov, Sokolov. You know, there's that guy. And you, you, you slip on a banana bill. We'll get you millions in life. That's the guy. I'm sorry. We give you a product, right? I build something and I give it to you. But when you've got a $50,000 backache, that's not a product. That's extortion. Okay. It's extortion. We don't do that. I give you something for your money. I give you technology. I give you overhead, paint, materials, parts, and labor. Right. And labor and sweat and insurance is up my rear end. So we give you something. The guy that's screwing up this is the BI guy. It's the bodily injury guy. It's the fake backache. Okay. It's the bullshit injury. I don't feel good. I have headaches. I have allergies since my car got wet inside. That's the guy that's taking this, that, that's raising these rates. Because you're getting nothing for that 50000 at least I'm giving you a finished vehicle that we broke our ass on, right? Communicated with the customer, did the total loss valuation if you needed it, wrote their estimate, photographed the car. We're giving, we're doing a lot. So I can't say it. No, I, I, I disagree. It's not, it's, it's a $50,000 backing. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I under, understood. And that's what the industry perception. Right? Yeah, the perception is see that guy that fixed your car. He's charging this rate now, right? That that yeah, no. Listen, it's 
Yeah, and, and, and the insurance company. The body shops. They have to blame somebody. Yeah. And the accident frequency, who they really should blame are the manufacturers. Because all the manufacturers have a glass screen and no knobs. There's no identification between your hand and your radio and your heated seat anymore. It's yeah. over. It's You have to physically look away from your dashboard or your, your windshield into that screen. That's, and it's so freaking dangerous. And it's accidents are up 25%. People didn't get any dumber. But the cars changed and you're reaching all over the place. You're looking over here. The phone is another thing, but the phone is, is maybe 25%. I think the car has become more distracting. That's the and thing. People are get stupider, but the cars are getting smarter. Cars That's are getting, and I, and I do think people are relying too much on technology. Yep. The auto stop, you know, the, 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 the guy Baby back in the driveway and the Subaru commercial and the, the dog with the great beard and he's all, everybody's all loving each other and they back out of the driveway, beep, 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 and the car jams the brakes on for you. But it doesn't do it in milliseconds, like it doesn't milliseconds, but it takes time to evaluate and then stop. And by then you're on the neighbor's cat. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it's not foolproof. I have customers that tell me, uh, was it, they, somebody put, you know, DPW put barrels out, but the car didn't pick the barrel up right away. So she plowed right through the <laughs> barrels. So the customers really being a little too, um, trusting with yeah. the technology. There's, I think there's a, there's a combination of things, you know, I have my CRV, right. And it has the, um, not lean to, but it's like the auto brake feature that it beeps if somebody's too close, it beeps if someone's yeah. coming, you know. And every, every time I pass Willowbrook Mall, past the 23 Junction, gonna go local for all your North Jersey people. Every time I go to Willowbrook or pass Willowbrook Mall on 46 West, my auto brake, it goes beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, what, what's the matter? What's the matter? There's nobody there. It picks up on something and it wants me to stop the tree or something. But I'm like, I'm paying attention. What is it? What is the car? What am I missing? And nothing's there. It doesn't break for me. That's happened a couple of times. I'm like, there's nothing to break for. Relax, car. I'm on top of it. But there's so many people that aren't paying attention to that. And they just. I, I was in, I came home, came home from Yankee Stadium, 1130, 12 o'clock at night. In front of us was a tractor trailer with chrome mudguards hanging down. The reflection of the mudguard sent a signal to the camera, and on Route 80 at 70, it slammed the brakes on. Oh. Yes. So, is everything tested? No, no. It jammed. I mean, we went, we went like this. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're beat up. We're tired. It's, it's 12 o'clock at night. The Yankees sucked. Okay, and as a whole season sucked, and the car jammed the brakes on. You know. So I think we're re we're really too trusting with technology. We have our cell phones, you know, and then everybody has to kiss their kid's ass in the back seat. Okay, God forbid the kid just sat still for five minutes. All right, you know, <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ, right? Oh, the car seat—it looks like a race harness. Really, <laughs> really, is little Johnny gonna just roll out of that car seat and run? And you know, give me a 
break. I slept on a package shelf on the speakers. I rolled out of my sister and brother. Nobody had a fucking seatbelt on. We're still here to talk about it, okay? It's a crock of shit. You know, it really is. Did you ever? And they, they replaced the car seat. They replaced the whole car seat after an accident. What could possibly go wrong? I could see if you're in some fiery car crash and it's melted into a big ball. Okay, but but they replaced the car seat for little Johnny. That's how sappy we become, for Christ's sake. Really, really. My father would drop me off. Eight blocks from the house because he got mad and leave it there. I was six. You had to figure a way to get home. That builds character, my friend. <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding you. All right, that's that's. Listen, I, it made me a little angry. You know, I'm the fucking. I was a little bit. All right, Tommy knows me a long time. Have I gotten better? I absolutely have. Very All much right? so. Yeah. Have I got nicer. I got nicer in my old age. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and much more. Much more humble. Much more humble. But I think you made you made a good point because now every every car the next every next car has a screen in it the size of my home theater. Oh shit! So, so you're driving and you're like half the time you're like this, and then by the time you can look up, it's too late. Wait, yeah. right? We're all distracted. Grand Cherokee's got a complete. It's the interior is beautiful. The new Grand Wagoneer, but the screen. If your wife wants you to see. Cool shit. She can swipe it over to you, like it's a movie theater. It's insane. It's, it's a whole and it's, you know, and, and it track. Listen, all those little gadgets and flashing lights. Guys like that shit. We do. Yeah, guys but how 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 hypocritical is it for them to f always try and focus on safety, 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 and they put everything possible to distract you inside the car? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, everything is safety. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do it with gloves on. You can't. You can't hit buttons as a cold-blooded person. You have to. And I'm driving. I'm going 70 on the highway, and I need to change something. I gotta take the glove off, swipe over, do it, then put my glove back on. Oh, it's not right. I gotta take the glove back off. Yeah, it's nuts. But how? How I find myself specifically. I think a lot of people are like that. Really, all you have to do is basically say, "Hey Siri, next." But instead, we got to touch the goddamn screen. Yeah. It's like, right? Instead of just saying I, I, something, we touch the screens. My daughter thinks the funniest thing in the world is me talking. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> She's just talking. Was that? Gonna, that's was her, that, that was my Siri. Siri, <laughs> please, we're podcasting. Yeah, right, right, right. So, Siri, shut up. My daughter thinks the funniest thing in the world, Siri and Waze. Because as soon as we get someplace that's a little sketchy, I'll go, can anybody put on Waze here? You know, they, she and she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Wait, wait, but you know, it's that's thank God. That, I'll tell you what, there's one saving grace for people like me with no sense of direction. Yeah. Is, is the GPS technology is fantastic. It really. I had a I had a GPS in my car 23 years, 24 years ago. Magellan. Yeah. Garmin. Yeah, it was big box. You know, it was a big box, but it, it was really was pretty amazing. You know, telling you where to go and map the maps. The maps are great. You know, but yeah, we're 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 not we're relying too much on technology right now. We really you are. Don't, you, you don't miss whipping out those shell maps that were about the size of the car. Oh yeah, they <laughs> never fold that son of a bitch the way it was. It never folded up the same. It always looked like shit. Your father stuffed it in the glove box. Okay, no, it was me. Yeah, stuffed in the glove box. Not not the, not the map. But yeah, the the goofy maps. So. Yeah. 
I remember SO stations when you yep. were yep. yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you got a steak knife, right? You went to you <laughs> a gas station, guy handed you a knife. <laughs> no, it was and it, they were fantastic, those brown handled shell steak knives. That and then no pest strip with all the shit stuck to it, the yellow, yellow box with the flies all jammed in it. Here, your house must be dirty. Take this. I'm just telling you. Here, here's for your skeevy house. <laughs> you got flies. Here you go. You got, I know you got flies home. Your mother doesn't take the garbage out. Here, I'm one of these. <laughs> that had to be before your time, Alicia. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, definitely. The gas station, you would go to the gas station to get a knife? Is that what you're saying? That, they would give they would give you shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love like, why don't we do that anymore? Like, why don't you get free stuff? I got a guy wash my windows last week. I got out and gave him ten dollars. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, my problem is when I go there, I can't I you know me, I, I can't even put the air in the tires. So <laughs> you're, pretty, you're pretty lame, I have to say. You are <laughs> So I, I, I go there and I'm standing outside in the cold for like 30 minutes because they're just looking at me like I can't I can't figure out how to put the air in the tire. Honest to God, I can't do it. All right, let's take a minute to thank the sponsor of this episode, Fairfield Auto Service. If you're looking for quality auto repair in Fairfield, New Jersey, including EV repair, diagnostics, just quality customer service all around, and much more, visit FairfieldAutoServiceNJ.com or call 973-575-9573. Now let's get back to the show. You guys we go to dinner with, there's 15 of us. They're all 10 years younger than me. So. And you said that you're like the... Oh, God, No. <laughs> Well, why not though? Like you keep saying that, but why not? You paid your dues and you worked hard, so let somebody give you some praise once in a while. God damn it, you deserve it. You've been doing this for a hundred years. Can Easy. people say like, "Oh, he does a good job"? No, we we just uh, we just got certified for Corvette for C eight for the C eight. Yeah, that's great. I just wanted to do more, you know. Like I'm still doing more. We're and uh, if you like it. Well, yeah. I still enjoy it. Somebody said I'm going to wake up one day and go, I'm done. Everybody told me it hits you like a, like like walking into a wall. You know, Frank Maraconti used to say that. Well, you'll know. You'll know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird building something and walking away from it. You know, and I've had some offers recently, but I I turn them down. You know? you know, Alicia, when he walks, when he goes home, Karen goes, so how was it? And he goes, Karen? Don't ask me about my business. <laughs> that's good. You know what? Shit, I, that's, uh, I, I hate to sound like an old guinea, okay? But I never, ever, I don't, I don't tell her anything because it would horrify her, okay? <laughs> so uh, there's certain things you just don't bring up. And I, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't bring business home. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's, a, it's a Godfather reference. Did you get that? Karen, don't, of course. Don't ask me about my business. Goodfellas, isn't it? No, it's the Godfather. At the end. When he yeah. No, at the, at the end, he says, all right, I'll let you ask me about business one time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you kill Carlo? Yeah. No. No. And, yeah, then he no. and then he shut the door on him while they're kissing his ring. Yeah. That's, 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 Eddie, comes, Eddie comes home from the dinner. So, did you eat the veal? 
Karen, don't ask me about my business. <laughs> you know, culturally, we're way different. You realize that, right? Italian-Americans are definitely different. Okay. You know, I, I have to tell you something. I had a 80, 84 years old. He was friends with Longies Vilman, very interesting old Jewish guy, you know. And he was a mob guy in his day. And he sat with me in my office, my new office, right? And we, and we talked. And I didn't know who he was until he started saying the people he was associated with. And as a kid, because the, the Jewish mafia and the Italian mafia were, were, were connected in Newark. And it was Weak Wake and the North Ward. And that's the way it was. And he started talking about, he said, you know what? And he had a Brooklyn accent. He, he migrated from Brooklyn into Newark because it got hot in Brooklyn. He's telling me the whole story, right? And he goes, no problem is, he goes, Jews did it for one generation. We educated our children. He goes, your people made it cultural. That's what screwed you up. And that was a very interesting comment. I never thought about it. He said, you guys passed it on to your kids or your nephews. He goes, we didn't do that. We, we made our money. We bought property and we educated our children. I thought there was a, it was a really cool old guy, you know, he really, he was a career war veteran. I, so we started to talk a little bit, but he was a tough guy. You could see in his day, you like, you, you wouldn't cross him. You'd, yeah. you'd have your pocket in half, you know, but it was interesting. Those Italians made it cultural. We, yeah, I, it, I agree. I, I understand that. I don't know if one's better than the other, because I like the fact that, that we do have a huge cultural significance uh, based on, on what occurred during the last century. You know, if not, I mean, what what are our, as Italians, what are we known for in America? Really? Organized crime and food. There you go. Yeah. So and so, if you do away with organized crime. Not building every city brick by brick. Not dying on the Verrazano Bridge, okay? Right? Not getting mixed in a mortar to the Empire State Building, right? None of that, okay? Just organized crime and food. That's all we well, can well, the, the Godfather, Goodfellas, and Sopranos, basically, right? <laughs> so good or bad no listen my mother hated it she hated that that stigma oh she, yeah it wears off like my daughter identifies with with a little bit of it you know because we kept culturally we kept certain things yeah, of our, course it's, you know? it's yeah I wrote, I wrote an article i don't know a few years ago about that where i'm an american i mean i have an italian heritage but i'm american right. i don't i consider myself i mean yeah. You know what I mean? Some people wear it on their sleeves, but our generation and the gener our I should say our children, they they could care less. Care less. You know I mean? that's, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, of course. That's, that's the whole point of uh, that's the point of being American, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Robert Loggia does a special and he said, My great grandparents were Italian. Their parents were Italian American. I'm American Italian. He goes, and my kids are just American. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and that's the way it should be. Yep. Because, I agree. Because let's face it, how good, if it was so good, everybody would have ran back. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the greatest right here. And we're even as lumped up as we are right now, and I won't get into the politics, as shitty as we are, okay, in the shape and the condition we're in, it's still, the, it's still Ronald Reagan would say, the beacon on the hill. There's no doubt. You know, my opinion. I love it unconditionally. Alicia, you need you need to talk. We've been talking the last twenty minutes. So yeah, well, you had the, the American flag came down behind you in the background, like Patton on the, the soapbox. So. <laughs> Greatest season in the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. That's his favorite movie. That's his favorite movie. 
Come on. <laughs> no, come on. A, I should so, know that. Or she's Scott and a genius for crazy. <laughs> so, Ed. Go ahead. Best car movie. Car movie? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go right to McQueen. Okay. Which I'm one? Bullet? Bullet? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, like, let me think for a second, though. The, like, other car movies are kind of corny. The great, one of the greatest car movies, I saw Ferrari recently, okay, which was the, was, you know, people, the New York, the New York Slimes did a whole thing on, uh, on, uh, oh, how can you um, uh, root for a man that, and I, I went, nobody rooted for him. It showed how turbulent his life was, but what it did show, his ability to persevere through every personal problem he had with a failing car company with no money, right? Just to race and to be the greatest, right? So I'd say I'd say Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari itself, bullet to me because I love McQueen, Great Escape, you know, like McQueen was the guy, you know. Um, so I would say bullet first, Ford versus Ferrari because it's a great story, and I knew the story before that. And I would say this Ferrari movie was pretty pretty amazing. Really was. How are you, Alicia? Well, I don't want to say because I'm going to laugh. He's going to laugh. Wait, the love bug doesn't count. <laughs> love bug, stop it. I love the Fast and the Furious, but the first one, the second one through the 13th or whatever, not so good, but it's a good movie. And I'll stand, I'll die on that hill as they All right. Say. All right. All right. It's fun. Story. It's one of those where, like, if it's on, you can't turn it off. And the other night it was on and the two of them in this house have never seen it before. And I was like, wait, 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 guys, watch it. And they were horrified. They're like, you, this, this is, you like this? Yes, I do. I like the neon, I like the music. Ludacris is in it. Like, let's not to love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the history of the Ford versus Ferrari and, and Ferrari and stuff. I like the plus, and again, I like McQueen. So that would be my choice. But does it have Vin Diesel? Does not. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm gonna give you mine, and Ed, you're gonna remember. You're gonna remember uh, this. Cars, Disney cars, or something. <laughs> what it meant to us back then. Oh, wait, what about? Can I can I put in for a car chase? The French Connection was great. Oh, of course, always the best one ever. Done in the streets of New York without authorization from the police department, by the way. With the director sitting right below him in the car. Yeah. William Friedkin. Anyway. Seventy one. Mine. Are you ready? Yes. Mine is Smokey and the Bandit. All right. The Trans Am. Burt Reynolds in a Trans Am. Uh, can't yeah. beat it. Yeah, and Sally Fields. Yep, can't beat it. Sally Fields. Rob Crampton, right? Yeah, Jackie Gleason with Sheriff. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Yep. Who's who? Yeah, yeah, great movie. And sold every single Trans Am to every Guido in Bloomfield. <laughs> <laughs> and and Nutley, yeah. <laughs> and Nutley. You know what? I remember going to Maroon Pontiac on Bloomfield Avenue and standing outside the fence and looking at the front of that car. Right. And it was really, for its time, now I was a muscle car guy. For its time, it was relatively fast. It was okay because cars were dogs. They were terrible. You open the hood, there was just shit all over the place. We were between knowing what to do, not, you know, no electronics, a little bit of electronics. We were stuck in the middle. It was limbo for for sport, for performance cars. But yeah, I, I remember looking at that car going, eh, it's pretty cool. You know, 
I wouldn't buy it because it was too new for me, you know. But oh, you but you're you're a car guy. But for every anybody who wasn't a car guy, everyone who saw that movie wanted one. No doubt, everyone. Uh, it, it sold. It was the greatest advertising campaign yep. for Pontiac ever. Did you know that that they gave Bird a lifetime, a new a new grand a new Trans Am Trans Am, anytime he wanted it for the rest of his life. Is that right? Yep. I was gonna say Pontiac Grand Am was like. <laughs> no, not the Grand Trans Am. Did you ever see it, Alicia? Yeah, I'm sure I have over the years, but yeah. I don't remember like super particular items about it. I no, can recite Fast and Furious dialogue all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gen- generational. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Alicia said, I think Bullet and French Connection are the two greatest chase scenes ever. No, no doubt. No doubt. Right. Porsche, that, that poor, and I think there was two Mustangs. And by the way, the Charger, the Charger was blowing that Mustang away. That if you listen to it, the Charger constantly had to let off the throttle to get the Mustang to chase him. You'll hear, you'll hear the the, the Chrysler go, uh, and the Mustang's like, <laughs> and the poor Mustang couldn't keep up with the Charger. There was no way, and I'm a Dodge guy, okay, so there was never catching that car okay <laughs> only only you would know that <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Mopar would have was killing it you're right eddie <laughs> you're a jerk <laughs> 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 that was good at least <laughs> finally <laughs> once, in a while, once in a while i have a line <laughs> Thank you for joining Your us. Humble friend from Fairfield signing up. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> Every time. Thank you for joining us for another. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dub it like a Japanese like a kung fu movie. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of Body Experiences podcast. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everybody who listens and watches. Um, make sure to catch us at grecopublishing.com or um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Special thanks to Fairfield Auto Service as well. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>